Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Got a special guest in the show today, Coach Bobby Wilder, new head football coach at Tennessee Tech. Welcome to the show. Great to be here with you, Sam. Coach, uh, I guess the first thing to talk about is, uh, I mean, just throw it out there. Why Tennessee Tech? Love it here. Very familiar with the area. I've got a lot of family uh, in this area between Cookville and Nashville. So I've been down here the last five years, holidays with with my sons, Derek and Drew. I've got about 10 family members. So uh, it feels more like home than where I'm actually from in Maine. Uh, just love the area and the two months that I've been here really getting to enjoy the people. So you've been here a couple of months. You, you got to, I'm sure, meet a lot of people and you came in uh during a hot time with recruiting so man two months has probably seemed like six months for you it's it's moved rapidly you're right i got here uh um december 4th on a monday mark and melanie wilson athletic director his wife were nice enough to to take me in i actually stayed with them you know for all six hours i would sleep a night but i'll never forget sam that monday i drive down 625 miles from chesapeake virginia Get in at 5.55 p.m. Melanie says, hey, great to meet you. Here's your room. Change. We're going to Cityscape. So it was right from the start. It was literally got in town, five minutes to change. We're going to an event, and every day has been like that. But it's been worth it, Sam, because from December 4th to December 18th, when it was an active recruiting period, not only was I in the process of hiring a staff, but had to put together the list for the mid-year portal signees and we we signed uh, 10 scholarship players five preferred walk-ons so we brought 15 in at the mid-year and that was critical to add value to the current roster at that time now we lost some players because of the coaching change the unsureness the losing you know Tennessee Tech hasn't had a winning season in 12 years so we needed to do well in that early time and thank goodness was able to get the staff in place uh, President Oldham Mark Wilson Great job allowing me the means. But, that Sam, that was a critical time before Christmas. TTU has not had a, a good winning season in, in 12 years. So how did that attract you? You seem to me as the type of person that really likes to take on challenges like that. Mm-hmm. So what about that attracted you? Well, the, the obviously the losing didn't attract me. It was the opportunity to be a head football coach again. FCS level, which is the level of football I cut my teeth playing at quarterback at the University of Maine, then coaching for 17 years at the University of Maine. Our first um, five years at Old Dominion, we were FCS before we moved up to FBS. So I really love this level. I love the playoff format. Um, I love the fact that it's 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 balanced. FCS football is is balanced. FBS is really top heavy you know there's there's great teams at fbs that uh if you're a lower level fbs you, you're never going to touch them well at, at tennessee tech i feel like we can build a championship program because it's it's balanced the the big south ovc is balanced so that drew me and and the big selling point for me was initially was mark wilson um Mark and I both went to school at the University of Maine. He was a few years behind me, but I've known him. He's known me. We followed each other's careers, uh, the person he is. I mean, you know. You know Mark. You know what he's like as a person, how dedicated he is as an athletic director. He's genuinely a good human being that tries to do things the right way. And I I felt the challenge I wanted, but also uh, would love to see Mark 
have a successful football program. And then Sam, when I when I met President Oldham, the fact is he's got a background at Mississippi State, which is you know that's big time football in the SEC. He wants to win. He hasn't had a winner in football since he's been here. So when you see the president and the athletic director are unified behind what they want for a football program, that really made it attractive. There's a lot going on during that time. You mentioned uh, 10 scholarship players that you got and, and preferred walk-ons also that, that create your first group. Um, but things have changed, man. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you took a little bit of a break. Um, uh, much needed, I'm I'm very sure. <laughs> but you took a little bit of a break, and you come back, and now the portal's kind of going crazy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. h- how do you how do you how do you win at the portal, Coach? How do you win at the it's, portal? It's so much easier to win at the portal at this level, and let me explain why. So, we had 11 players at Tennessee Tech go into the transfer portal. They left after they finished their classes in December. They started somewhere new in January. Well, two of them were really good players. They got paid to go um, to FBS schools, and that happens. Well, that's what we lost, Sam. We lost two players. Imagine being at school like I was, previous school, Old Dominion, where you're losing 6-10 to in the portal. You're a farm league. Mm -hmm. Because think about it now, group of five, Middle Tennessee State loses players to Tennessee. Old Dominion loses players to Virginia Tech. You know, they're both in Virginia. You are a farm system right now at the group of five. You are just getting your teeth kicked in, in the portal. Whereas at Tennessee Tech, we lost two, right, significant players. We lost nine others, but two that were top contributors. Well, we brought in ten that are going to be significant contributors. So we just went plus eight in that portal, you can do that at FCS because the the power fives aren't coming to pick your bones. They're going to pick the group of fives bones. And that's where right now at FCS you can make some serious headway. Uh, you can build a really good roster. The portal helps us, Sam. Imagine This is what it's like for me as an FCS head coach. So in December, I just get here, right? I'm scrambling to hire staff, no sleep. Well, it's like going down the aisle at, at the supermarket. Okay, I need a quarterback. Okay, let me get one. I need a running back. I need no lineman. Wait, we've only got 14 catches coming back total at wide receiver. I need five wide receivers. Boom, boom, boom. There I go to get them. So that's what the portal's like if if you know what you're doing, which we do. I have experience doing this coaching. All my staff has experience doing this. So you can make mistakes in the portal. You can shop for the wrong things. Uh, we didn't make mistakes this first time through, so it's really going to help Tennessee Tech football. I think what's cool about it too is you. As, let's talk about as far as a quarterback, you mm-hmm. know what you want exactly. You know what you've had success with, mm-hmm. so you can go shop for it. Right. You don't shop for three different types of of meat if you know what kind of hamburger you like. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about. I know you're huge at quarterback, and, mm-hmm. and you played quarterback. Right. So what are you looking for in a quarterback for that to run your offense? Most people make the mistake, Sam, in that. They go only looking for a specific quarterback instead of looking for the most talented quarterback. First quarterback we had at Old Dominion when we started football in 2009 was was 5'10", 200 pounds. Nobody wanted him, Thomas DeMarco. He's in the Old Dominion Hall of Fame. We won right away with him. He played six years in the CFL. He's too short for the NFL. But nobody wanted him because he was 5'10". So he could run really well, but he was a one-read guy. He could throw the ball from one sideline to the other. That's why he was in the CFL. But he wasn't a full-feud read guy, so we built the offense around him. Then in comes Taylor Heineke, who's now quarterback with the Atlanta Falcons, ninth year in the NFL. Well, Taylor was an engineering major, mathematics, numbers, shapes made sense to him. So Taylor was a five-read guy, full read. So we studied 
This is back in 2011, Mike Leach and his air raid system, because that's what that is fit for. So we changed who we were as coaches to fit who the quarterback was. And then Taylor wins to Walter Payton and uh, throws for 15,000 yards and goes 55 for 79 for 730 yards in one game because we built a system around him completely different than DeMarco. Then David Washington comes in. He's he's more of a zone read option, one read guy. Well, in 2016, we go 10-3, and three, win the Bahamas Bowl, running a system for him. He's number two in the nation in efficiency, 31 touchdowns, five picks. So I just gave you three different quarterbacks, three different systems. So my philosophy, and Brian Scott, our offensive coordinator, who's one of the best in the country, you build it, you 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 make adjustments, you do what you got to do for your quarterback and what he does well. So I don't know right now who our quarterback's going to be. We got three that played last year. We got Dylan Leibel, who came in, transferred him from Missouri, who can spin it, big arm type of player. We'll probably take another one in April um, because as I've learned as a coach, if you miss that quarterback, they ask you to leave. Yeah, you know that's what happened my last couple of years at Old Dominion. We had all those guys that are in the Hall of Fame. Last two years we missed then you get asked to leave as the coach. So uh, we're not going to miss on a quarterback at Tennessee Tech. Yeah, I mean, it's hard work, and, and but I think that's a, a great way to build a program is find out what they do best and not mm-hmm. necessarily say, okay, you know, here's Tennessee Tech. We run, you know, the eye the backfield. This is what mm-hmm. we do. If you can meet this need, you may get to play. Instead of saying, right. okay, what, what does this guy do that's beneficial and can stretch defenses, right? Exactly. And then build your offense around that. I, th- I think that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, and, that, and most coaches now understand you have to be flexible, and then you got to have a plan. If, if you've got a really good start, like let's say Dylan Libel's our quarterback this fall, well, he can throw the heck out of the ball. He doesn't run as well. Well, let's say Jordan Potts, the freshman who played last year, threw five touchdowns against Tennessee Martin. Say he's the backup. Well, he's more movement, not a bigger arm. So then, as a coach, you got to have be flexibility with a couple different call sheets. You know, here's mm-hmm. Dylan Libel's call sheet. Here's Jordan Potts. But make sure the line protections all sync up. Make sure what you're doing in the run game still syncs up because you don't want the kids to have to learn two different playbooks. Right. But you just got to make those subtle adjustments as a coach to fit your call sheet around who your quarterback is. And that's something myself, Brian Scott, the offense coordinator, Eric Acciani, the quarterback coach, that's something we've always done well together. So we're, we're going to have good quarterback play this fall at Tennessee Tech. I just can't tell you who it's going to be right now. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I guess the question people would be asking, listen to this right now, so are you, a, are you a two quarterback? Would you do that? Some coaches will not play two quarterbacks. They make a decision. Yeah, I'd like to have one that is the is the leader of the team. Uh, don't like to play two because it makes it a little harder on the players to identify who's the leader. And, and make no mistake about this, some coaches will tell you everybody is the same uh, on the team. I'm not that guy. The quarterback is the guy. Um, you look at NFL. Look, look at what the Chiefs just did with Patrick Mahomes, right? They go on the road beat Buffalo. Then they go on the road and beat Baltimore. Then they win the Super Bowl. All three games, they're the underdog. Well, we're sitting here, Sam, being honest with each other. You and I know it was because of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So your quarterback is the difference. Uh, if you got a good one, you got a shot to win. If you're hurt or you're in, in or if you're indecisive at that position, you don't. Uh, take the Titans, good example. You know they're playing a young guy. This year, I, I think he's got a shot to be a good player, Will Levis, but he's a young guy. He yeah. throws the ball to the other team. So they end up 7-10, and 10 and Mike Vrabel's out of a job. Is Mike Vrabel a bad coach? Hell no. no. One of the best in the NFL. Yeah. But he just lost his job. 
because a young quarterback throw the ball to the other team too much. So awesome. that's life as a head coach. Awesome point. And, and I, re- I want to talk more about that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right with Coach Wilder, head football coach at Tennessee Tech University. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. Sam Brooks talking with Coach Bobby Wilder, new head football coach at Tennessee Tech. And Coach, you mentioned something a minute ago that resonated with me. So former uh, defense coordinator here at Tennessee Tech, Mike Smith, uh, made his way up to pro ball and, and uh, finally head coach at uh, Atlanta Falcons. And I got to go down there because Gerald Brown was my uh, yeah. position coach. And uh, I, I, they would invite me down on a – they would go into a hotel on Friday. That's great. So they'd stay Friday night and Saturday. Yep. So I got to go kind of hang out with them. And I was a fly on the wall, just listening, was you know, afraid to say anything. Sure. <laughs> but uh, at one night after the players left and uh, uh, the coaches were hanging around, Mike Tice used to be the uh, yeah. Vikings head Mike coach. Tice, All yeah. them guys are there, and I'm just kind of sitting on the side listening. And somebody posed the question, you know, what, what's the difference in the top-tier teams in the NFL and, and the ones who want to be the top-tier teams? And yeah. very quickly, Mike Smith said, that's pretty simple quarterback to uh, and, and so yeah. along the same lines as, as you just talked about and then they yeah. went into a, a conversation that was just as a former high school football coach i was in heaven you know yeah. getting to listen to these guys talk about the, what's going on in nfl and mike smith said you know look at look at indianapolis at the time it's peyton manning and, mm-hmm. and look at uh you know some of the top tier quarterbacks in the league that's why they're a patrick mahomes sure um that's exactly. why yeah. their teams are where they are because right. of that quarterback play mm-hmm. and then mike tice who was offensive line coach at, at that time in atlanta said you know it, you, you talk about quarterback play. What's what's weird to me is it's it's hard to get out in college now and find a kid who's put his hand in the ground. Right. And I was sitting there as a, as a yeah. you know skilled person coach. I was right. like, what does he mean by that? <laughs> and, and what he meant was the spread had come along at that time in sure. college. Yeah. And yeah. so when he goes out and he's looking at kids to play for the Atlanta Falcons you very rarely now can find a kid who actually puts their hand in the ground and, and drives off anymore as an mm-hmm. offensive lineman. I thought that I, – I never really thought about that. Yeah, the game has changed so much, and it, it goes back now, too. We had problems in college finding those type of players because high schools are spread-based now. When I was back in high school, it was wing T. It was the power eye. It was ISO power. It was a really physical game. It was a lot of what you just said, hand in the dirt. Then high school changed because 
you can't find enough kids right now in high school football, the bigger kids, to play. You can find skill kids. Skill kids like picking apples off a tree, but the bigger kids. So the high school game changed. That went up to college. The college game changed, and then college goes up to NFL. Cause you think about where your players are coming from. Right. Uh, and it all started with high school, and, and certainly no fault, mistake, anything like that with high school. You ask a high school coach, like Taylor Hennigan's a really good coach over here at Cookville. You go ask Taylor, how, how many linemen you got and he's going to tell you not as many as he's got skill right that's just the nature of the beast right now so um, trying to find those style of players and that affects us right now Sam in recruiting and how we go about recruiting and how we're building a roster and especially how you defend I just hired Greg Jones our defensive coordinator based on the fact that we need to be four two five we need to play a nickel-based defense because of all the 10 personnel, which is 10 means one back, zero tight ends, so it's one back, four wideouts. That's what 10 personnel means. That's predominantly what we're going to see this year in the league. So you got to play nickel. you got to line up your bases five defensive backs. Yeah. It's not a sub on third down. It's base defense now, and you're seeing a lot of that in the NFL as well. And you you got to love the, the spread mentality because it does allow you I think I think the initial attraction what is it, it allows an offensive coach and an offensive scheme to analyze how the defense is lined up right. and to make the best call you can make for that down and distance at a given time. Exactly, it's got to be attractive for you and anybody else on the offensive side that's running the spread. It is. It, it very much so. Uh, we'll still base some things, Sam, offensively. Uh, both myself and Brian Scott like to have the ability to have an extra tight end, get into some twelve personnel, one back two tight ends. We're going to try to see if we can find a an old-school, tough fullback. You see a couple of them around the, the NFL. The Ravens have got one. He's 300 pounds. He looks like a D-tackle. Yeah. Uh, but try to find a little bit of that because what a curveball for the defense. Yeah. So like, say you're us and you're a base 4-2-5 and all of a sudden here comes somebody in 31 personnel. You know, they got they got three backs and a tight end. You know, you get a couple big fullbacks. So we'll try to have some unique personnel groupings because most teams now are 4-2-5. But the nature of the beast right now, Sam, is it's basically basketball on turf. That's what it is. It's spread, it's fast, it's go. Well, you talk about tempo, too. If, if you yeah. throw that, that – uh the three backs in there quickly mm-hmm. and you get them on the field, it creates a, a hard time for the defense to get that personnel in as quickly as you do. It does. And and you can yeah. control that tempo. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times you'll see offenses, uh, you know, fake snapping the ball and then looking. Right. You know, yep. I get a lot of questions about that all the time. What, oh, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah. Well, number one, they're getting them over the ball, and them mm-hmm. defensive linemen are big guys, yeah. and you know they don't want to be perched up on twos, you no. know, for a very long period of time. So you're, mm-hmm. it's about the mental, you know, anguish on the guys that you're presenting to them with changing that tempo. How's sure. it, how's that going to work for you guys? Uh, we'll we'll be a mix. It'll depend if we can take advantage of a team that subs a lot. We'll do it. We'll stay fast. We'll be on the ball. If it doesn't matter, then we'll dictate tempo by game situation but but getting back to um how the game has evolved how it's changed sam um tv changed everything when tv started paying a lot of money because what tv wants is points points sell so now you get a lot of penalties on the defense now you get a lot of touch fouls now you get no contact beyond five yards because you've got to you got to let the quarterback throw the ball. You got to get a lot of points. So that changed the rules. And you remember within the last 10 years, Nick Saban would be pounding on the table 
because he's a defensive guy, and rightfully so. Nick was right. The, the game went too far uh, in one direction. I, I agree with Coach Saban on a lot of things. That was a big one. Yeah, the defense really got the raw end of the deal in this thing. But when you let TV take over, points sell, points sell ratings, points sell commercials, that's where we're at right now with the game. Well, it does. And you, even yeah. even uh, in FCS, you you now have ESPN+, Plus, which I think is great. I How about that, though, Sam? How about the fact the Big South OVC, all our games are on TV. That's incredible. I think I mentioned to you my son's a starting center at Eastern Illinois, so I was at three of his games last year. I saw the other eight on TV. Eastern Illinois is coming to Cookville November 23rd. So I got to look across the field. It's awesome. While my son runs on the field at center, I've already told him, Sam, he's getting double A gap blitz all day. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be, it's going to, he's going to have a headache after this one. And he said, "Come on, Dad, seriously, get, get ready, get ready, baby." Get ready. Yeah, and all my family's got. They're going to have shirts. Half of them are Tennessee Tech. Half of them are Eastern Illinois. Which I told him that's not allowed in Cook Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, you come yeah. with come with that, but I guess because it's my son, we'll we'll let him yeah, get away with be it. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, but that TV deal, that's phenomenal. What they've done in this league, that there's some broadcast going on to just you know, because here I am in, in Chesapeake, Virginia. My son's out in Charleston, Illinois, and I got to watch. I got to watch him play. Yeah, and some pretty good announcers. I thought the guys did a good job. And Camry, you know, you got crews from different schools. You know how it goes. I was going to tell you, I actually yeah. do that. You don't know, but I didn't know. Uh, That's yeah. so cool. Good. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do a little bit. So I'm glad you said they're fairly I, good. I thought the league did a good job. I, think I mean, so I too. really did. I was impressed by the the quality of the broadcast and how they did it. And uh, I know, um, I know all my family, especially you know, because my parents are 85, 83. They're up in Madison, Maine. They get to watch their grandson. That was a big thrill for them. You know what's yeah. exciting to me about that is is the student uh, the students get to help with that. So mm. the media the media at the no schools doubt. they yeah. bring them in and give them actual onboarding yeah. experience. I could always tell when it was a kid on the camera because the ball would be punted and the camera would go yeah. up into the sky <laughs> into the sun and then come back down. So by the time my eyeballs were burned out, I'd find the punt returner. Yeah, yeah, you get a, you get a little bit of that along the way. But, hey, they got to learn. What a, yeah, what a what a great experience for those. students. I agree. Who, That's who awesome for the students. Yeah. So pretty cool. Awesome. So, Coach, we're going to take a quick break. We're with Coach Bobby Wilder, the brand-new Tennessee Tech head football coach. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. Got Coach Bobby Wilder, the new Tennessee Tech head football coach, in the house today. Coach, you talked about uh, going through a a time when you just got hired, you were recruiting, Mm -hmm. and you had to find a coaching staff. And, man, have you found a coaching staff. So let's talk about – how yeah. all that went down. I know you relied on your past experiences to right. bring some of these guys in, and you had some guys here right. that you wanted to keep around. So, gosh, that all hit at one time. <laughs> it I, sure I, did. I remember <laughs> being at uh, Irrational Restaurant with you yeah. one night, and I bet you answered 30 calls. You know, while it, And it was all quick, and it was professional, but yeah. you got you got through it. It had to be a tough time. And and as you well know, a quality wing at Irrational. I was trying to get a couple <laughs> quality wings in between those 30 yeah. calls. But, Sam, I, I, I got to tell you, without – President Oldham and Athletic Director Wilson wouldn't happen. They really stepped up in a supportive way, allowed me to move quickly, things we need to do. And and to the staff, um, last year the, the defense was pretty darn good, number one in a lot of categories. So wanted to keep a number of the defensive 
coaches, had to overhaul the special teams and offensive staff, which unfortunately happens in our profession. But starting with um, Sam Williamson, who's been here 16 years. And in FCS football, there's 130 teams. He's the number four ranked defensive line coach. He's outstanding. He's got two all-conference defensive ends back. He's got eight kids that can play. Right now, that's our strongest unit on the team. Brandon Blackman is back, the corners coach, outstanding uh, football coach. Then, then we just hired Greg Jones, defense coordinator. He's only been here two days, really adept at the four two five. Good background from from Wake Forest, where he worked under a couple of really good defensive coordinators and added um, Frank Wilson, who was with me at Old Dominion, his special teams coach. He'll coach the nickel. And then just yesterday, uh, Chase Muma is our safeties coach, was also at Wake Forest. Uh, Dave Clawson, their head coach, good friend of mine. Chase, a younger guy, aggressive. So we'll have five on defense. Offensively, Brian Scott was my offense coordinator at Old Dominion when we were scoring all those points. Um, he's put up multiple 30-plus point teams. He's led the CAA the last two years in scoring while offensive coordinator at New Hampshire. Um, Brian's in charge. John Allen, the wide receiver coach, was also with us at Old Dominion's. Put three kids in the NFL. Two of them we had at Old Dominion. Eric Acciani, the quarterback coach, was with us at Old Dominion. So three guys on offense were with us at Old Dominion. We were scoring a lot of points and then added a couple other pieces. Drew Rodriguez, running back, Ben Blessing, tight end. That completed the staff. And then the other thing, Sam, that was really unique that Mark and and President Oldham allowed me to do, we created a position called General Manager, Director of Player Personnel. So oversees all of our recruiting, which we're going to need to be really good here in recruiting. As difficult as the schedule is, the next three years, the challenges we have, facilities, we've got to do a great job identifying and recruiting talented players. So we we got a general manager to complete the staff. And then, you know, Jimmy Laughlin, director oh, yeah, of football operations. He, I tell everybody, if I'm the president of football, he's the vice president. Outstanding, loyal, played here, loves tech, really good guy to have not only within our team, but in the community. Everybody loves Jimmy. Coach, yeah. I think you hit every one of them. That's pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Got them all. Do, do, do you Spent like, a lot of time thinking about them. Do you like, like defense? Okay, I get all those guys and then move to offense. That's, that's pretty good. I yeah, gotta, 11 of them. Just named 11 of them. I got to give I got to give up to you. That's nice. I would have probably forgotten somebody along the way. I have to write it down or I can't. I well, can't you know it. why I need 11, Sam? I tell everybody this. I have so many coaches. Well, I have 100. We'll have 115 on the roster, so I like to I like to tease uh, John and Kim, our, our basketball men's and women's coaches. I say, look, I got 115. Okay, I've got I've got I've got about 10 of your team. Okay. <laughs> You got 12. 12. <laughs> and there's only one of me, so that's yeah. why I need a lot of coaches. You got to uh, have some coaches, man. I love all my 115, 115 sons. I got two of my own, Sam, and then I got 115. Yeah. of. So I'm the proud father of 117 boys. Well, congrats not only on uh, the quick recruiting that you had to do, and it looks like you did pretty well, but also <laughs> getting the coaches that you wanted. And I think it's valuable yeah. finding some coaches that previously worked with you because yep. when you guys were at Old Dominion, man, did you do good. We had it rolling for a while. And then I, I tell the biggest thing, Sam, that happened there was then, you know, the, the commitment no longer met the expectation. You know, they wanted us to start playing all power fives and keep winning. And it's not realistic when their budget's 80 million and our budget's 10 million. You know, they're playing with four stars. We're playing with two stars. It's just not going to happen. Uh, whereas here, I like the fact all the stars are the same. 
Mm-hmm. You know, other than when we play Middle Tennessee and Georgia, we'll obviously be really heavy underdogs, Georgia, and we should be because those teams are paying us to mm-hmm. go play them. Right. They're paying us to go to their place to beat us. Uh, but the other ten games, those are even. You know, we're playing FCS. Those other ten, those are even. So I like I like the fact that here. Uh, with what Mark and Phil are doing, what they want to happen, the commitment to the stadium uh, that's happening, putting together the funding now for the football operations center. Once we get that, Sam, when when this stadium project's done and we get the operations center as soon as possible, we'll be we'll be top twenty in the country in FCS with facilities. Now we can recruit against anybody, and then you start winning. And what happens? This happened at Old Dominion when we started winning. Everybody gets better. The campus gets better. The the business school, engineering, you know, everybody on campus gets better. The alumni get more excited. They want to come back. They want to support in many different ways. And what I love about here, Sam, I didn't have this at Old Dominion because we started football. I didn't have any football alumni. The last two months has been a breath of fresh air with the football alumni, you know, guys like yourself that, that are helping me with the golf outing and getting a chance to meet all the former players. And every time I talk to somebody, whether it's you, somebody else, feel the pride, feel the passion, feel how much these guys want Tennessee Tech to be good at football. That's a different feeling for me, not having alumni. So that's been a big boost, and it's really given me that little extra it's like the caffeine and the coffee. You know, it gives you a little more energy as a head coach when you feel that from the former players. It's so it's so interesting to talk about the fact that you did go into ODU and they didn't have a program. Uh, and you mm-hmm. kind of invented the program. And, mm-hmm. and for you to say there was no alumni, man, I didn't think about that <laughs> until until you mentioned I didn't it. have a former player to talk to. I'm but, sitting here talking to one right now. But I want to tell you, to, <laughs> to go from nothing yeah. um, to be as successful as you guys were in that quick period of time. Oof, we got it then, rolling. <laughs> and then make the jump from yeah. in such a short period of time. Yeah, it was too soon. To FC. It was too, too soon. soon. Yeah. We, we, you know that now, but Way that's a soon. big jump. And yeah. even when you do, like Middle Tennessee did it, Yep. But when they made that jump, it it takes a while to build, yeah. you know, that motion again and that getting things moving oh, no in the question. right direction. And Rick Stock still is a good friend of mine still to this day. Stock and I had some good battles in Conference USA. Old Dominion was in at Middle and think about the job that Stock did at Middle when at least two, sometimes three power fives a year he's playing cuz they got to pay bills. And he needs the guarantee like he almost goes to Missouri last year who's 11 and 2 beat Ohio State and almost beats them. I think he lost 24 to 22, got paid whatever, a half a million dollars, but it's still a loss. And when the AD turns around and fires you, it's still a loss. You know, thanks for the check. Appreciate the 18 years. Go. Um that one still fires me up. That one bothers me. You talk about trying to do more with less. That's what stock was doing there, but that that was my point I made earlier. That's the problem yeah, at group right. of 5 right now. Okay, you don't have the funding. So you're you're farming your football team out every year to power fives, and you're pr- you're pretty much guaranteeing a loss. I mean, Stock went to Miami a couple of years ago and beat the brakes off them and got paid. And I think he said we got 1.5 million, and they average 1.5 yards per carry. He had a great line. He was on national. I think he was with Childers on uh, uh, who's a, who's a uh, middle guy, middle Tennessee guy. He's with Chris Childers and New Heisel, and he made that comment. And I was like, "You go, Stock." <laughs> but that doesn't happen that often. Is my point? Right. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was as a head coach. My record was one and nine against Power Five. 2018, Virginia Tech was ranked number ten in the nation. We were 29 point underdogs, and we beat them. 
Okay, that and that's it. So the other nine games were losses for paychecks, and that's the problem. When you get in that hole where you can't fund your program, that's a major issue. And I'm not just talking about stock here. I'm talking anywhere. You know, yeah, we we got to no play doubt. a couple. No we got to play a couple this year. We got to play James Madison, Kentucky next year. You know, that's that's not an easy thing to do when you're an FCS program. No, it's not. And, and a lot a lot of times in those games, you just need to you need to play, stay healthy. You know, get better uh, in that game, and then move on. No, I'm, September or August thirty first, I want to go to Middle and win. September seventh, I want to go to Georgia and win. We got to buy the next week. I'm just hoping when we get back from Georgia. All the pieces to the puzzle are still available, right? Because if you lose your quarterback, or we got two all-conference DNs, you lose Rickards or Hudson or whatever, then it's a different ball game. The next ten, so that's the the hard part about being an FCS is when you got to play the games for money because you need it. That makes it a challenge, and that's that's what I'm going to work really hard on, Sam. Is Rally for me, players. Rally a lot of people that have the funding, and let's let's get out of that model. Let's get in the model like we had when I first got to Old Dominion. We had 11-game seasons, in. We played seven at home, four on the road. We paid people to come to us. Right. And we won. Right out, right out the gate, we're in the playoffs. We're, we're number, our third year, we're number 10 in the nation. Our fourth year, we're number six in the nation. We're close to winning the national championship. But the model was built to have success. The right. model was built on more home games because we were selling out. And I know the people at Cookville, last three years, they led the league in attendance with a team last year that went one and four at home. So what happens if we turn that around and start winning at home? It's going to change everything. And, and it's happened before. It goes back to Don Wade early on. Yeah. We had Sarah. I think we've had, what, 11 OVC championships? Yes, uh, right. So it's ha- people have it's in our locker room, that. 11 OVC championships. Yeah. Yeah. They've tasted that, right. and they want it back. But, you know, the conversations have been, what, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, yeah. You know, we're the in the stadium now yeah. and, and working on the FOC. But I think when the people will, cook, will realize and the community realizes what a winner is going to do not only for community but for Tennessee Tech in general. It changes everything, Sam. Great, great it just investment. changes everything. Changes everything. I I did it at Old Dominion, so I'm sitting here talking to you about someone who did it. It changes right. everything. Right, and that experience uh, speaks loudly. Mm-hmm. So, Coach, thanks. I know you got to oh, head off great. to the next event, and we'll have you back and uh, uh, talk a little bit more about. I appreciate you taking the time Love to it. join us. Love it. Come on over and visit us. Yeah, anytime. Oh, well, I do. You know, I do. I do. I'm glad, I'm glad to be there. Hey, we got squat day on yeah. Monday. Come on, six a.m. Let's I go. I think I'm DJing one of those mornings, so I'll be there. Yes, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, you got. Oh, this is awesome, Sam. I, I, I can't, can't wait. wait for that. I can't wait. You're gonna love it. Thanks again, man. We'll My talk pleasure. to you soon. Have a good. And thank you guys for joining. Wings us. Wings up, everybody. Wings up. Yeah, wings up. Thanks for joining us on Local Matter Sports.